Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash cash show. Ash cash show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure you go to the AshCashShow.com, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, go to AshCashTV.com, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, uh, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Um, it was crazy because um, when, you know, when the first lady told me um that he had passed i was like who you know like i didn't really believe it um and part and part of partly why i didn't believe it was because um just knowing you know that he was just starting you know what i'm saying like he's had a great career um but it was like man he you know he was just starting he was doing some great things um and just knowing in new york specifically um, all the amazing things he was doing from a philanthropy standpoint, you know what I'm saying? That it was just like, man, you know, like, nah, I, I can't believe that. Like, nah, like what happened? You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, and then as you, um, you know, as you start digging into the story and just kind of realizing like what happened and putting pieces together, um, you know, one of the things it was funny because, um, you know, you know, like everybody does, you know what I'm saying? When somebody passed away, you start looking like, wait, what, like what was going on? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, scrolling down his timeline, you know what I mean? The immediate thing is like, well, man, he had all this great thing, things going for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was, that, I didn't see no signs of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because... Um, I'm guilty of it too, right? A lot of us um, attribute like success, you know, a lot of us attribute like outwardly success to happiness, to um, to living your best life, you know, and, 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 and this might be a perfect time to pay Dr. Miles Monroe, but he's like, you know, there's no substitute for purpose. You know, sometimes, you know, people are doing things that on the outside um, look so wonderful. Like, man, this person's living their best life while they might be dealing with some childhood trauma. They might be dealing with, you know, some, you know, they might be dealing with depression. They might be deal, they might be dealing with so much stuff. And in fact, the stuff that they're dealing with, they need the outward success to to mask it, actually, right? Like, like I was watching an interview uh, with My Michael K. Williams and Tamron Hall, uh, where he was talking about the, the movie The Body Brokers, and he was just saying how, you know, tapping into that, you know, that role made him um, have to relive almost, you know, his battle with, with like, drug addiction. Um, and then, you know, he was saying how, you know, just being busy all the time, right? Like he was busy all the time. And, um, you know, you know, once he was so busy, like, like literally, um, you know, towards the end, he talked about, you know, how bike riding saved his life, you know, because, um, there was many moments in which he was sort of like high off life, you know what I'm saying? Like things that were going but then when those things stop, um, like what else do you have? You know what I'm saying? So, so I'll give you a prime example just so, so, I mean, it's a good interview, so check it out. Um, but just give you a prime example. He talks about, you know, uh, growing up dark skinned kid who was awkward, corny, his words. Um, and he's like, you know, um, when he did the role as in the wire as Omar, um literally people were like um man i love you i love you i love you but they were they were calling him omar you know what i'm saying and so he was like man like i 
now you know what i'm saying that didn't really do anything for michael because they would they didn't say i love you michael they was like i love you omar you know what i'm saying and then when that role stopped you know he had to look michael in the face again and that put him in a dark place you know what i'm saying and um yeah it's just it's just one of those things that you know a lot of times we're you know we're looking at um what people are going through um we're looking at this outward success uh we're looking at um you know how the world reacts to us um and not realizing that it's how we react to ourselves that really matters you know what i'm saying um and so you know you know i want to I, I i mean i think i, I think i want to um you know just kind of start this with, with, with i'm not gonna do purposes you know um i'm not gonna do um your purpose will haunt you because that that, that just don't feel like the right vibe um but i do want to talk about self-love you know what i'm saying today because um you know when when when, when we say to, when we say self-love when we say self-love i i know it i know it may seem like yo um, I love myself. Like, what are you talking about? But, you know, sometimes the self-sabotage is so subliminal, so subconscious that we don't even realize that we're doing it. And even if we do realize that we're doing it, it's so powerful that um, it, it's, 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 it's tough for us to recognize that that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, you know, um, my prayer for everybody, you know, my prayer for everybody is that you see yourself, you know what I mean? My prayer is that you see yourself. My prayer is that, um, you, um, you know, we are all made in the image and likeness of the most high. Uh, and my prayer is that you see that my prayer is that you know that my prayer is that, um, you know, that you're enough. Uh, my prayer is that you understand that um, you don't have to hide, you know, from the real you, uh, because the real you is perfect, uh, just 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 as God has intended for the real you to be. Um, and you know, there's people, you know, somebody listening right now that um, you know maybe dealing with some stuff. Um, and 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 by themselves uh it's painful by themselves there's tears by themselves there's agony you know um and hopefully as i know the self-love is the answer uh i'm not i'm not speaking from a place of uh i'm not speculating you know what i'm saying um i too have been in places where you know, people were looking at me like I was, you know, you know, God in the flesh. Um, and people were like singing my praises. Um, but then when I got home and I looked in the mirror, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't see me, you know? Um, and that's worse, honestly. I'll be honest with you. It's one thing if anybody telling you uh, you ain't ish and you believe you ain't ish. So it's like, all right, cool. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? But the worst thing is when you kind of feel like, man, I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't enough. And the world is telling you, yo, you, you, you the best thing since sliced bread. Like that's worse because now, you know, there's this, this inner fight that you have. Um, and so that's why I, you know, I say, um, always, always, uh, connect to your higher power. I don't care what you believe in. Um, there's one God, right? There's only, there's only the one God. Uh, but whatever, whatever vehicle uh, you use to connect to that one God, whatever your religion is, whatever your spiritual practices, whatever, um, just know that you're you're made in the image and likeness of the Most High, and so you are enough. Like you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. Um, you know, for me, what keeps me balanced is um, I don't look at criticism and praise. I don't give none energy, right? I hear the praise, I hear the criticism, um, and I keep going. 
you know, I keep going. Um, I keep, um, you know, I keep close to God. I promise you, I keep close to God. Um, and, 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 and I think, and I think that, you know, that has been what saved my life, you know, is, is just staying close to God. We all have work to do. Um, and I think as long as you have breath in your body, um, you know, there's, there's levels to getting better and better. Um, and so, yeah, I want to, you know what I mean? You know, uh, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Uh, but this one is for, you know, this one is, is, is for those who may be suffering, who may be battling with whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? No more tears. You know what I'm saying? No more tears. Um, never really saw you uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. Until you turned me Look at the love you found. You thought you was nothing, but look at the love. So give me your hand, like you took mine. No, I don't ever wanna see you cry. Oh yeah, no more tears. Oh yeah, no more tears. Take that chance, we'll be fine. No, I don't ever wanna see you cry. Oh yeah, no more tears. Oh yeah, no more tears. Loneliness is a manifestation of self-hatred. Let me put it another way to you. Number one, self-love is a result of self-discovery. You gotta discover yourself first or you'll never love yourself. Number two, self-love is a result of self-source. What I mean by that is, you have to discover where yourself was sourced. Where did you come from? You cannot love yeah, yourself you know where you came from. Because source determines value. In other words, if I if I use does it become anything else? No, it's just a piece of a rock. Okay. If I cut it again, what it become? A piece of rock again. In other words, whatever it was originally, no matter how I break it down, that's what it is. So if I took a diamond and I cut it in half, what I got? Two diamonds. And again, I got more diamonds. So now you see, it maintains the value. So if you, if you don't know your source, you don't know your value. Number three, self-love is a result of self-worth. You can never give yourself worth if you don't know where you came from. And you can't know you came from if you don't discover yourself and discover your source. In other words, you are suffering from other people's value of you. And that's why you need them to keep giving you value. Or sometimes we create value to the things we collect. That's why the fashion industry controls your life when you're broke and depressed. Because you keep trying to buy things to give yourself value, but you ain't know how much you want. This is why you collect cars with big names and dresses with fancy brand names and shoes with brand names and you want to live in a certain way. Because the whole thing has to do with a lack of self-love. It's unique to collect things to give yourself value. That's why when you lose them, you really go crazy. Number four. Self-love is results of self-esteem. Esteem means how much do you estimate you cost or work? What is your estimate of your value? Some people, it's, it is so low. They sell themselves on the street for prostitution. Sometimes they sell themselves sophisticatedly in their jobs or even sell themselves in a relationship that they know they shouldn't go that low, but they don't have any estimation of their true value and so they sell themselves cheap on the altar compromise just to come company around you shouldn't marry anybody to make you feel important forget it self-love is self-esteem when you realize how much you are worth you fall in love with yourself let me give you an example if i gave you a cast ring out of a cracker jack box i gave you a ten thousand dollar diamond ring and give you both of them. Which one would you really love the most? Which one would you want to know where it is all the time? You don't care what a plastic ring is. Which one do you put in a nice leather pouch and you know you put it in a private place? Self-estimation makes you treat yourself with leather pouch. Experience. Don't touch this. I just can't go anywhere. I am diamond. It's in plastic. I can't be seen just with anybody. Come on, you don't talk to me now. See, but it has to do with your self-esteem. Self-love. Number five, self-love is a result of self-concept. 
concept has to do with pictures, the most concept is idea of picture. How do you picture yourself determines how you treat yourself. And that picture comes from your discovery where you came from. You know, a diamond is a diamond is a diamond. You heard that? And it's a rose, the rose, the rose. In other words, once the thing is it, that's what it is. And so your picture of yourself doesn't come from other people. And you keep getting it from them. Oh, you look nice. Well, listen, I don't need to tell me I look nice. I told myself that this morning before I left. And if you never told me, I still feel I look nice. But I'm cool, man. This is me. I love me, sir. And you understand me? See, self-concept, you don't walk around allowing people to paint you how you should feel about yourself. Oh, you're supposed to know who you are. All the time, my mother and father called me in the same island as in the world. They said, son, never talk about yourself. My mom is very important. What's up talking about yourself? Stop talking about yourself. What? You know, be considerate. Stop talking about yourself. Now, now you see, that may sound nice, but that's true. That's what causes low self-esteem. When your child says, uh, mommy, I'm good at this. Well, don't say you're good, you know. That's not that. You know, talking big about yourself, and they will correct you from feeling good about yourself. So that's the word my mother said. Nothing is done with Stop saying I. Remember? Some of that. His eye was custom. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the resurrection. I am the sheep gate. I am the way. I am the life. I am the bread. I am the water. I am the resurrection. I, I, I. Brother, you are not an I. Yes, I am. That's why I don't need your opinion. When you have a sense of self-concept, your own picture, that other people's opinion don't touch you. Their perception don't touch you. You gotta be very important to be able to say to yourself, I am. I if am. you don't know who you are, you Number six, self-love is a result of self-identity. Once when you know who you are, you fall in love with yourself. Number seven, self-love is a result of self-value. How much do you value yourself? That gives you your love for yourself. If you believe you are valuable, you fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with yourself. A diamond or plastic. So, the discovery of your identity determines your attitude towards yourself, and that determines the measure of love of yourself, and that determines how much you can love you. We've been asking the wrong question. You should never ask someone, Do you love me? That's the wrong question first. First question, this is if you love me, that never is asked. And that is the question. And if they are shocked by the question, leave fast, because right away you know they don't even know what you're talking about, see? This is why marriages don't work. People go to marriage for people love. You don't go to marriage for people love. You go to marriage because you already love yourself and you want to share that with someone else. That's all. You ain't looking for nothing. You got it already. Self-value. Self There's something I want to make here. Self-value is the source of true singleness. I think you feel it already. That's why I always tell people, you ain't single yet. Singleness is the most important thing in the world. Because singleness is being totally in love with yourself. Singleness means that you love yourself so much, and no one loves you, you're still happy. Singleness means that your best friend is yourself. You can spend all day with yourself and take yourself up for dinner. Oh, come on, I feel like shouting all by myself. And believe me, I can do it all the time. Even as a married man, take myself to dinner and order stuff for myself. Love myself. I never really saw you coming. Yes, transport slow. Self-love is important, you know what I'm saying? And um, realizing, 
you know your worth you know what i'm saying like realizing what what your what your worth is you know what i'm saying because i think that you know i think that that's um you know i think that's important you know what i'm saying i think i think it's important um for us to know you know what i'm saying that 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 we're worth it you know what i'm saying um it's 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 crazy you know what i'm saying it's crazy how much um man like you know what i'm saying like it's 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 crazy how much um trauma i guess is 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 is, is in our uh neighborhood is in our lives is in everything and we don't we don't realize it you know what i'm saying because and that's why i i agree with the sentiment that it, you know people need we, we need to get help you know what i'm saying a therapist a community um you know what i mean a spiritual advisor um you know like we just need to get get together right because you know even even yesterday you know uh first lady and i were talking just about you know life and stuff and just realizing that a lot of who we are um we were talking about parenting so we talk about you know how we um you know how we parent you know the kids and a lot of um our parenting style right um you know a, a lot of our parenting style actually comes from um our childhood you know what i'm saying like you know there's certain yo it's so crazy that sometimes it don't even be us that have the trauma you know what i'm saying it'd be the it'd be the people around us who have trauma and because of their trauma they taught us a certain way to be and now because they taught us the way to be we're like that now like it's crazy it's crazy um and yeah i just i just hope you know what i'm saying i hope i hope that we heal um i hope that we we, we start to see us everybody want to be us but we just got to see us um you know I, I i hope i hope that's what we do you know what i'm saying like um and they don't know no better right like you know um when people are are who have people who have trauma and they're pushing their trauma on us they don't know no better you know what i'm saying um they don't know better you know what i'm saying because if, if they knew better they do better you know what i'm saying um and i and i don't know if it's intentional you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's intentional um you know all i know is that it happens you know i all i know is that you know our parents our community the people that we're around uh look to protect us from the things that they saw even if it's not even the same environment anymore you know what i'm saying so like i know for me you know i had i grew up in a certain environment so i was always on defense you know what i'm saying like like i was i was always on defense like i never i never could play offense you know what i'm saying how i came up um and so it's weird because i because i try not to teach my kids to be on defense you know what i'm saying um you know i try i try hard like i try i try to let them just live and enjoy being on offense but sometimes it you know creeps up you know what i'm saying sometimes it creeps up and so um man it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a thing right it's a thing that um to realize right it's a thing to realize mr das life what's up kate yeah i got your pick right in my living room too man i'm gonna show you got it right in my living room i appreciate you um but you know what i'm saying sometimes you know what i'm saying you try not to it's not intentional you know what i'm saying you try not to push it um but that's just what it is and i and honestly like like i like i said hey yo i i ain't here trying to i ain't here trying to push nothing on nobody you know what i'm saying all i do every day is talk to you about my experience will work for me um you know and and my life didn't become solid um until i started to tap into my god self this is why i wear this shirt every day you know, not this shirt, but you know what I'm saying? This is why I wear this shirt every day. It's a reminder to me. 
know what I'm saying? It's a reminder that I am greatness on display. Like it's a reminder. Like I need I need everybody to know that. Like like it's a reminder to me. So when I when I look myself in the mirror, um, I'm telling myself that I that I am perfect. I'm telling myself that you know I am I am made in the image and likeness of God. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling myself that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing that could be wrong with me. Um, God knows best. And as long as I have breath in my body, uh, I know that I'm doing God's work because because I I am I am I am God's representative. You know what I'm saying? Like like I represent God. You know what I'm saying? Like I am greatness on display. I represent God. And the more you're tapped in, right? The more you're tapped into your higher power. Regard, I don't care what you I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your spiritual practice is. Um, for me, every breath is a prayer. Right? Every breath is a prayer. Every every word I say, I represent God. You know what I mean? It's like your kids, right? It's like your kids. Um, you know, you do your best to teach your kid. Right. You do your best to teach your kid everything. Um, and you give your, your your kid has free will, but they're made in the image and likeness of the most high. But let, let, let's just use that example for a second. You know what I'm saying? When your kid go out in the world, um, they represent you, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, your kid represents you. You know what I'm saying? And um whether you taught them directly, whether you didn't teach them, whether you let the internet teach them, whatever, whatever the reason, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, um, you know, are, are your child's first teacher. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they represent you. And so when I, when I wear this, I'm like, I'm representing God. I am greatness on display. And I think that everybody needs to understand that, uh, who the higher power is, and as long as you know that you got God, God is in your DNA, right? God, like you, there, you, there can't be nothing wrong with you. There can't be nothing wrong with you if you're if you're made in, in the image and likeness of God. There can't be nothing wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? You are now tapped in, and you got to realize God is in your DNA. God is in your DNA. Yep, G-O-D. When you go to that place, when you do the meditation, and when you make what we call conscious contact with your higher self and with God, when you make that conscious contact, you shift from a belief in God or a knowing about God to knowing God. There's a very big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. A difference. Knowing about God is a belief. Knowing God is conscious contact. It's direct inner knowing. And so you make this inner contact and you have a certainty about what it is that you want to manifest. And that, that desire that you have is consistent with all nine of these principles. That it is based on unconditional love. And it's based on the power of attraction. And it's based on your higher awareness. And it's based on generosity and service and kindness. And then you are absolutely certain. And then you're able to detach because you're not really concerned about how it's going to show up. You see, your job in this whole business of manifesting, your job is not to say how and when. Your job is to say yes. Just yes. Uh, Wayne died. And then you let the how and the when take over. Now, when I say this, I know immediately what the ego part of us starts to think. I want it now, but I have to have it this way. But if I don't get it pretty soon, then I'm going to go broke. And then if this doesn't show up over here, then I'm going to have to go on welfare. And if I have to go on welfare, then and your mind starts playing all of these games about how terrible things are going to be if the person that you want to manifest doesn't show up the way you want him to show up, or if the child that you expect to have isn't showing up on time, or if the finances, or if the job, or whatever. And there's this 
this push and this anxiety and this stress, which is based on fear and based on distrust. But you know, when you have this knowing, as it says in the course, when you have this certainty, great things have no fear of time. Great things have no fear of time. Doesn't operate in the parameters of time. Hold on. I don't want you to miss that. Uh, great things don't fear time, right? Great things don't look at time. Great things are not racing against time. Great things are not forcing anything. Uh, great things know um, that it will when it will, right? And what does that mean? I'm a, I got to bring that back. I got to bring that back because I need – so – I say this a lot, right? I say this a lot. I say that a lot of times people are uh, depressed, right? People are depressed because they're looking uh, too too far in the in the past. People have anxiety because they're looking too far in the future. Um, we need to be here, and we need to be now. And so a lot of times when we're looking at uh, time, right, uh, and, and just think about this for a second, right? When you're looking at time, time is a limiting belief. Time is um, we make time, right? Like, it, like, like it, it is a construct of our imagination, to be honest with you, right? Because think about this. When you're doing something you don't like, Right when you're doing something you don't like, time slows down. Right when you're doing something you love, time speeds up. You don't have enough time. Well, why is that? How how is it? How is uh, how does an hour feel different? Right? How can you get lost in time? How, how can an hour feel different? If an hour, right? If an hour is sixty minutes, right? If an hour is 60 minutes, how can a, how can the same 60 minutes feel different depending on what you're doing? Right? Because because you you made it up. It doesn't exist. Right? And so what's happening is um you have to be present, you have to be here and now. And so time, right? Looking at time is a limiting belief. Looking at time is saying Man, I have to make this happen right now or else is a limiting belief. There's one thing that, you know, there's one thing if you're procrastinating and you're putting, um, you know, the, the the fire under you to make stuff happen. I get that. Right. I'm not I'm not against that uh, because, you know, you got you got to push yourself. But never, ever believe that you only got one shot. Never believe um, that, you know, it's only one opportunity. The opportunity never come up. Uh, again, because again, uh, you are a co-creator, right? You are a co-creator in life. Um, and what you put out there, what you focus on will be your reality. Um, a lot of times people are ascribing time to what they're looking for or what their desires are is because they're looking at everybody else. And so because they're looking at everybody else, they're seeing, right? They're seeing um, what other people are doing. And now because um, they are seeing what other people are doing, uh, they're in competition with that person. And when they're in competition with that person, they're like, yo, let me hurry up because this person could get to the finish line before me. Let me hurry up because if this person finishes, then there's not going to be more, there's not going to be a, a, enough for me. And so that level of competition is why people look at time, is why people say, I got to do this now, is why people are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, not realizing that God is abundant. Not realizing that everything in your life is abundant. Great things don't look at time. Great things don't care about time, right? It has to work or it has to work doesn't mean that it has to work now. God, God will God gives you three answers. When you ask God for something, God gives you three answers. God says, yes, not now, or I have something better. So what, what why are you in a rush? Why are you looking at somebody else? Why are you why are you paying attention to somebody else's journey when the moment though, 
I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about later. I'm saying the moment that you ask God for something, God is saying, yes, not now, or I got something better. So why don't you trust? Right? Why don't you trust? Why, 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 are, why are you not trusting that God got you? Right? Why are you not trusting that God got you? Liquid means rewind. Gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Reggae and motivation combined. That's inspiration for another level. Mind Right Radio. Elevate your mind. Elevate your life. When you go to that place, when you do the meditation, and when you make what we call conscious contact, with your higher self and with God. When you make that conscious contact, you shift from a belief in God or a knowing about God to knowing God. There's a very big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Knowing about God is a belief. Knowing God is conscious contact. It's direct inner knowing. And so you make this inner contact and you have a certainty about what it is that it's you either, you want just to manifest. Started. And that, baby. that desire that you is, have is, is consistent with all nine of these principles. That it is based on love. And it's based on the power of attraction. And it's based God's on will. your higher awareness. And it's based on generosity. Stay fly. Thank you for the And kindness. And then you are absolutely certain. And then you're able to detach because you're not really concerned about how it's going to show up. You see, your job in this whole business of manifesting, your job is not to say how <laughs> and when. Your job is to say yes. Kiara, thank you for the bad love. Just yes. And then you let the how and the when take over. Now, when I say this, I know immediately what the ego part of us starts to think. I want it now, but I have to have it this way. But if I don't get it pretty soon, then I'm going to go broke. And then if this doesn't show up over here, then I'm going to have to go on welfare. And if I have to go on welfare, then and your mind starts playing all of these games about how terrible things are going to be if the person that you want to manifest doesn't show up the way you want them to show up, or if the child that you expect to have isn't showing up on time, or if the finances, or if the job, or whatever. And there's this, this push and this anxiety and this stress, which is based on fear and based on distrust. But you know, when you have this knowing, as it says in the Course, when you have this certainty, great things have no fear of time. You see, the universal intelligence doesn't operate in the parameters of time. Time is just our way of carving up the oneness. I was reading a story of Einstein as a young boy. And one of the things it said about young Einstein is that when he was a little boy, he picked up a compass. When he picked up this compass, he noticed that there was something that would move the needle. But he couldn't find anything in the compass that was moving the needle. And he was intrigued by what it was that would move the needle. And he would go and turn in a certain way. He'd make a 90 degree turn and the needle would turn and face whatever direction it was that he was facing. And yet he hadn't done anything. And he was intrigued by what this force was inside or outside or what it was that allowed this, what, what would make this needle move? That force, that universal intelligence, that thing that is nameless, that thing that we can't identify in the physical world, is the provider of all of the things that will manifest to you in the physical world. And it is also the source of your life. So that when you have an alignment with that force, what happens is you get very, very peaceful. And when you get peaceful, 
You stop insisting. You just know. You just know that it's going to show up, and you're not demanding. You're not looking under the leaves for it. You're not asking any for any favors. In fact, you understand that this universal force cannot provide special favors because it is everywhere. And if it were just for you and not for someone else, that would immediately make it not a universal force. It would be now someplace that it isn't. There's no favoritism in this. There's no favoritism. It's just this positive, absolute, unconditionally loving. Knowing force in the universe that holds everything together, that you come to honor, to respect, to know. Grind silent you know, entertainment. Really Thank like, you for the bad luck. It's like changing around your perspective in life. It's like walking a new path. I've always loved this. I've read it many, many times in my talks. It's a, a little story by a woman named Portia Nelson. And she was asked, as a group of people were asked, in a seminar, to write down her autobiography. But they said you only have one page, and you have to write your autobiography in five short chapters on one page. The autobiography of your life—that was the assignment. So Portia Nelson wrote All the her way, autobiography of her life in five short chapters. And this is what she said. Chapter one. Salute, salute. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. Catch the story. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it is my fault. Yes, transport. I appreciate you, man. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I bought twenty with the fight. I walk down the same street. I was in the fed. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down another street. I walk down another street. The story of her life. And it's really the story of self-worth. Prices make for the bad and luck. And it's the story of manifesting. Being able to manifest your heart's desire, to align yourself and your intentions with this divine organizing intelligence that is limitless, that is inexhaustible, that is ever expanding, that is abundant, that is all providing and all knowing, and everywhere at the same time, is like walking down another street. To align yourself with that, and to know that that alignment in itself is enough to bring whatever it is that has particularized, that is individualized, into the world that you would like to have show up in your life, and align with the particularization of that divine intelligence that is you. Presidential mind, it's salute, just salute, bringing salute. it all together. Just a realignment, and it will cooperate with you. The thing that will keep it from working for you is any obstacle to that flow. As I talked about when I was speaking about unconditional love, the minute that you put hatred, anger, bitterness, tension, anxiety, stress in the way of that intelligence between you and that intelligence, you block that flow. It is a flowing. That's why we use water as a symbol of it. You are not tuned into Mind Right Radio. All right, last but not least, listen. You elevate your life. So what? So one thing. I mean, once you realize, right? Uh, we need to replay of that message. We need a replay. We need a replay. Wait, do we need a replay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some replays. I don't know. 
I don't know, cause I I had I had one more in mind, but we need a replay. We need a replay. Uh, hold on, soulfully moving says replay. Benny from the block says replay. Gotham and consultants say replay. Occasional print says run it back. Francis Fomai says replay. K Williams say replay. Yo, bring that back. Hip hop motivation on another level. Mind right radio. Elevate your mind. You elevate your life. Okay, say less. I, I hear y'all. Heard you. When you go to that place, when you do the meditation, and when you make what we call conscious contact with your higher self and with God, when you make that conscious contact, you shift from a belief in God or a knowing about God to knowing God. There's a very big difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Knowing about God is a belief. Knowing God is conscious contact. It's direct inner knowing. And so you make this inner contact and you have a certainty about what it is that you want to manifest. And that, uh, that desire that you have is consistent with all nine of these principles. That it is based on unconditional love. And it's based on the power of attraction. And it's based on your higher awareness. And it's based on generosity and service and kindness. And then you are absolutely certain. And then you're able to detach because you're not really concerned about how it's going to show up. You see, your job in this whole business of manifesting, your job is not to say how and when. Your job is to say yes. And then you let the how and the when take over. Now, when I say this, I know immediately what the ego part of us starts to think. I want it now, but I have to have it this way. But if I don't get it pretty soon, then I'm going to go broke. And then if this doesn't show up over here, then I'm going to have to go on welfare. And if I have to go on welfare, then and your mind starts playing all of these games about how terrible things are going to be if the person that you want to manifest doesn't show up the way you want him to show up, or if the child that you expect to have isn't showing up on time, or if the finances, or if the job, or whatever, and there's this, this push and this anxiety and this stress, which is based on fear and based on distrust. But you know, when you have this knowing, as it says in the course, when you have this certainty, great he things have no fear of time. You see, the universal intelligence doesn't operate in the parameters of time. Time is just our way of carving up the oneness. I was reading a story of Einstein as a young boy. And one of the things it said about young Einstein is that when he was a little boy, he picked up a compass. And when he picked up his compass, he noticed that there was something that would move the needle. But he couldn't find anything in the compass that was moving the needle. And he was intrigued by what it was that would move the needle. And he would go and turn in a certain way. He'd make a 90 degree turn and the needle would turn and face whatever direction it was that he was facing. And yet, he hadn't done anything. And he was intrigued by what this force was inside or outside or what it was that allowed this, what, what would make this needle move? That force, that yes, universal intelligence, that thing that is nameless, that thing that we can't identify in the physical world, is the provider of all of the things that will manifest to you in the physical world. And it is also the source of your life. So that when you have an alignment with that force, what happens is you get very, very peaceful. And when you get peaceful, you stop insisting. You just know. 
You just, just know, know that it's going to show up. Just know it's going to show up. You're not demanding. You're not looking under the leaves for it. You're not asking any for any favors. In fact, you understand that this universal force cannot provide special favors because it is everywhere. And if it were just for you and not for someone else, that would immediately make it not a universal force. It would be now someplace that it isn't. There's no favoritism in this. There's just this positive, absolute, unconditionally loving, knowing force in the universe that holds everything together that you come to honor, to respect, to know. And you know, it's really like, it's like changing around your perspective in life. It's like walking a new path. I've always loved this. I've read it many, many times in my talks. It's a, a little story by a woman named Portia Nelson. And she was asked, as a group of people were asked, in a seminar to write down her autobiography. But they said, you only have one page. And you have to write your autobiography in five short chapters on one page. The autobiography of your life. That was the assignment. So Portia Nelson wrote her autobiography of her life in five short chapters. And this is what she said. Chapter one. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down another street. Walk down another street. Don't miss that message. And it's really the story of higher consciousness, and it's the story of manifesting. Being able to manifest your heart's desire to align yourself and your intentions with this divine organizing intelligence that is limitless, that is inexhaustible, that is ever-expanding, that is abundant, that is all-providing and all-knowing and everywhere at the same time is like walking down another street to align yourself with that and to know that that alignment in itself is enough to bring whatever it is that has particularized that is individualized into the world that you would like to have show up in your life and align with the particularization of that divine intelligence that is you that is just bringing it all together it's just a realignment and it will cooperate with you the thing that will keep it from working for you is any obstacle to that flow as i talked about when i was speaking about unconditional love the minute that you put hatred anger bitterness tension anxiety stress in the way of that intelligence between you and that intelligence you block that flow it is a flowing why we use water as a symbol of it. You are not doing that your mind right radio. All right, y'all. Elevate your mind. You elevate your life. Appreciate y'all. So your message for today. Um, message for today. You know what I'm saying? Self-love first. You know, self-love first. Know that you are more than enough. And understand that God is in your DNA. If you are made in the image and likeness of the Most High, 
then you are perfect. You are perfect. Um, you don't you don't need anything else. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. You don't need to be validated by anybody. Yo, yo, how how do you look? How do you need valid? How can you be validated by anybody else when you validated by God? How can you be? It's not even possible to be validated by anybody else if you validated by God. The mere fact that you have breath in your body, the mere fact that you're up, the mere fact that you you still have an opportunity to live your left your best life means that you are validated by God. So so what? Who else? Who else? What else? What can you be validated by? Yo, you are more than enough. Like you are more than enough. You still have purpose. You are loved. You are appreciated. The 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 big G, right? The big G still gave you breath. The big G still still allowed allows you to 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 create anything you want to create. So, so what you what, what you what you need validation for? Who who can validate you? Nobody can validate you. And so I need you to know that. I need you to know that you got God in your DNA. You got God in your DNA. You are made in the image and likeness of the most high. And remind yourself, look, nobody built like you. You designed yourself. I am greatness on display. Remind yourself over and over and over again. Remind yourself. I am greatness on display. Remind yourself that there ain't no other way. Remind yourself that your greatness on display. Remind yourself that there ain't no other way. You're gonna be. Remind yourself that there ain't no other way. Remind yourself that you are greatness on display. Remind yourself God is in your DNA. Remind yourself. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all, I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. I'll see y'all later. Um, I'll see y'all later. I appreciate the badge love. Thank you for everybody uh, who's who's uh, who support the show with the badge. Um, we're gonna start something formal though too because uh, the badge is, is important. Um, you know, we're looking to expand. We got four more months, or maybe sooner, um, to expand the Ash Cash Show. Uh, build a studio, bring on guests, things of that nature. So um, we are going to expand something. So we're going to do a 100-day campaign uh, to raise some money. Uh, so stay tuned. I'll have, I'll have that uh, for y'all. But thank you for the badge love. Ramaya Trash, thank you for the badge love. Panther Inc. Graphics, thank you for the badge love. Eat Greedy Texas, thank you for the badge love. Uh, it's A-Low, thank you for the badge love. I am Sam 18, thank you for the badge love. Gail Keys Allen, thank you for the badge love. Authentic Purpose 327, thank you for the badge love. Empress Bella 84, thank you for the badge love. Carmen Ashanti, thank you for the badge love. Stay Fly LA, thank you for the badge love. Uh, I am KLS Moi, thank you for the badge love. Francis Fomai, thank you for the badge love. Stacey uh, Canada Canada Ride, thank you for the badge love. Uh, Grind Silent ENT, thank you for the badge love. Uh, All the Way Shayla, thank you for the badge love. Uh, Self worth is priceless. Thank you for the badge love. P Dub seven thousand. Thank you for the badge love. GS Transport. Thank you for the badge love. Patrick Watkins uh, seventy nine. Thank you for the badge love. Uh, CEO uh, Mimi. Thank you for the badge love. I appreciate you, uh, Francis. Again, thank you for the for the other badge love. Uh, salute, salute, salute. <laughs> uh, salute. I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank y'all for tapping in. And tuning in always. Uh, rest in rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Uh, yo, salute! I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much uh, again for tapping in, for tuning in the Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen, tell a friend to tell a friend for real though. Like, don't just don't. It's not, I'm just not saying that. Like, I really want y'all to tell a friend about the Ash Cash Show and then tell that friend to tell another friend. You know what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend the Ash Cash Show, the most financially empowering show on the planet, every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I uh, love y'all. See y'all tomorrow in God's will. Same time, same place. Peace. I'm talking about wealth, wealth, wealth. Money, 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 money.
ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk, money talk. Ash cash show. Ash cash show. Ash cash show.